the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast that I pray is being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Our Response to the Word. Every time God's Word is preached to us, God's extended to us the opportunity to receive the results He wants to manifest for us. Through His Word, God extends to us opportunities that can either be accepted or rejected based upon our response to that Word. All the awesome things that could have happened in our lives will only happen in our lives when we respond properly to the word God provides. Otherwise, God's word will never do for us what it could have done for us. That's why it's so important, brothers and sisters, that we respond properly to God's word when he extends it to us so that the opportunities that God extends to us can be accepted and actually happen for us. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Our Response to the Word. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. And then you'll end up with the car that you wanted to drive, although your credit is jacked. You'll end up with the business loan, although you ain't got no collateral. Ain't got no. I'm anointed in a mug right now. I'm speaking in bonics. Ain't got no anointing. Ain't got, ain't got no money. Ain't got no collateral. Ain't got no nothing that the, buck, that the bank has to offer. I love this one story that uh, Marilyn Hickey gave and stuff like that to us one time. She was talking to us about uh, this, prim- this premise right here. Uh, and, and it was exciting. Praise God. I was so excited about it. And she said that she, God had told her to get on TV all over the world. And so she looked over, you know, was running through the channels and stuff like that. And she saw one she wasn't on, uh, a, a, a BET. She saw she wasn't on it. So she called him up. And told him that, say, hey, you know, my name's Marilyn Hickey and I want to put my ministry on your program, on your uh, channel. And they person began to talk to her and stuff like that. And they said, well, no, I'm sorry, we really don't have a spot for you. And they said, she said, why not? She said, well, because this is BET, Black Entertainment, you know, network, you know, whatever, television. Yeah. And, and it's, you know, and, and, and she said, well, I don't see the problem. And she said, well, let me break it down for you. You know, I knew it was sister talking to her. She said, let me break it down for you. First of all, you ain't black. Second of all, you ain't entertaining. And so this is BET. So why are you calling us? And she said, because I'm supposed to be on your station and I'm going to be on your station. And of course, the person hung up on her and left, you know. But she said it was not two months later. She wasn't black. She wasn't entertaining. But she was on BET. Are you listening to me? Why? Because when God tells you to do something, it's going to happen. I don't care what your natural limitations are. It's irrelevant. God's going to get you to what he has in store for you. But you have to be able to hold fast to what he has to say. She could have let it go right then. She could have been like, well, I guess that maybe that wasn't God. Because he ran into some opposition and ran into somebody saying something different. 
but she held fast to what it is that God had to say, and it had great recompense of reward. Well, God is extending opportunities to you that has great recompense of reward because that word that he gives you is going to do some awesome things. It's going to bring to you belief. You'll get a chance to believe based upon what it is that God has said to you. And if you hold fast to what it is he said, then he can come through for you. That word is going to give, give you an opportunity to step into the things that God has in store for you. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of their heart. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him whom we have to do. Seeing then we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus Christ, Jesus, the son of God. Let us hold fast our profession. Don't back up off of it. Hold fast to it. Why? Because we got a, 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 a high priest that has went to the heavenlies for us. And he's there pleading our case for us. Making sure that God remains, I know God do it anyway, but making sure that God remains mindful of us and lock in on the fact that he's going to come through for us and do what he said he would do. Awesome opportunity. We've learned that that word is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. It will divide us under the soul and the spirit. Take away and, and cut off your soul so that you and the word will be that which makes the decision. You, the inside, the real you, can make a decision based upon this word despite what you already think and what it is that you already imagine. And we also learn that it's a discerner of the thoughts and intents of your heart. Discerner, one of the things it means that it's a sifter, that it'll sift through your thinking to begin to start showing you the thoughts that are irrelevant in what it is that you are, the thoughts you've been using that are irrelevant in making the decision to do what God told you to do. And so it'll start getting out of you, helping you get away from you, all those thoughts that do not belong in the midst of your decision-making process as to whether or not God's going to do what he said he's going to do. And of course, when he gets rid of all the thoughts that, are in the way, only thoughts that are left are ones that say, you can do this thing. And God wants to use this word to begin to sift our thinking so that we can be able to receive what God has in store for us. And once we receive this word, then we have to hold fast to it, it said. Turn to Jude. The book of Jude. One chapter. We're going to pick up reading at verse number three. Jude, right before Revelations. Because when God gives you a word, we must hold on to this word. When God personally reveals to you a word, you must hold on to it. And you must hold on to it at whatever it takes to hold on to it. Jude, verse three. Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. He said you should earnestly contend for the saints. That word earnestly means, uh, earnestly contend means to struggle for, that you ought to struggle for the faith, which means once it's given to you, you ought to make sure you don't let it go. Once it's given to you, you ought to make sure you don't let it go. Close your Bible up, zip it up. Come stand right here. Powerful man of God right here. So, this is the word of God. And now God's going to give him the word. <laughs> Amen. God gives him the word. Praise God. And now that God gave him the word, he has to hold fast to what it is that God has to say. That if God said he's going to provide his need, he's going to provide his need. If God said he's going to do for him whatever he said he's going to do for him, he's going to do for him. What he, if God said, I'm going to promote you to be head of the organization, I don't care if they can't stand you. He's going to do what he said he's going to do. 
Now the question is whether you can hold fast to what he has to say or not. Now most believers, they don't hold fast to the word. They receive it. They be like, amen. But then the circumstance and situation will come up and say, you can't have that. And it'll just easily take this thing up out their hand to the point that they stand there and hold nothing. And then Satan will usually replace it with a much smaller thought that you can't have it and you, you might as well, that's your that's job you're going to have for the rest of your life. That's, you might as well get used to that. You was born on the wrong side of a track. You was born in a society that is not from you. Your boss don't look like you. You ain't got enough education. Just get used to it. In fact, you're further than you actually should be, so you should be happy right where you are. And then a lot of us will stop right there. But God will come back and, 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 and give you a word and say, man, no, you can have it. Now, you got to let go of one to grab hold to the other. And, and if Satan come and try to present you something else, but you got to let go of what God gave you to take what he has to say. But what you're supposed to do, but when Satan comes to take it, you got to hold on to it. And you got to, you got, I don't care where he drag you, where he take you. I don't care if he take you way past what you thought you should have went and where you should be. That you way over someplace you thought you'd never be. You got to hold fast to what it is that God said. Because God might have told you you're going to be one of the millionaires in the billionaire church. But Satan will take you way over here in the place of poverty. You don't watch cars go down the street on a hook and some of them was yours. You ain't living where you was living before. Come on up in here. You're over here wearing the same suit for the last three years. He might take you way past where you thought you was going to be. But the question isn't how far he took you. It's can you hold on to what God said? Because if you hold fast to what God said, God will come and deliver you. Deliver him. Get me off him. Yeah, there you go. He'll deliver you and take you to the place that you're supposed to be. Take him in the middle where he's supposed to be. That's if you hold fast to what he says. But if you don't hold fast to what he said, he can't do it for you. Does that make sense? Thank y'all, fellas. Give my hand for helping me, please. I don't care where your circumstance has taken you. You earnestly contend for the faith. You struggle for. The implication is to compete in an athletic contest. Whereas you compete in an athletic contest. Whereas you just do what you got to do to get done what got to be done for you to win. I don't care what it takes. You decide ahead of time, I'm going to win this thing. I'm getting mine. I'm going to do what God said I'm going to do. I'm going to have what he said I'm going to have. And if he's trying to open up a door of limitlessness for me, I'm going through that door. I don't care how many limitations I run into. I don't care how many people tell me no. I don't care how many people, uh, how many things happen to me. I'm going to lock in and I'm going to receive what it is that God has in store for us. But many of us have limits in our mind. Time is one of those limits. That if it goes past this certain time, we just automatically let go of the faith. Well, I guess it can't happen now because this happened. God said, no, I'm way outside of time. Time don't move me. And all I need you to do is hold fast to what I got to say, and I'm going to do what I say. Earnestly contend for it. It also translates to wrestle, which means that we should struggle for the truth, not struggle against the truth. We should struggle for the truth, not struggle against the truth. Many of us struggle against the truth, find it hard to swallow what God said, hard to handle what God said. God said something to you, we'd be like, ooh. And we try to go through our mind and pull out all the thoughts that we could find as to why it is that this shouldn't happen for me. God said you could be happy. 
But we try to find some thoughts why we shouldn't be happy. And then Satan will help you because he already put them strongholds in your head. Computations, reasoning, ciphering, figuring, and all those other thoughts inside of your head so that you can be able to say, yep, that's, that's why. I had a past that was jacked up. Yeah. Last time I tried to get that business loan, they denied me. I guess I need to just forget that idea and just wait till I can get this amount of money together. And then after that, then I'll go ahead and start it. When God said, no, start it now. We're like, yeah, but, yeah, but. We already learned stuff that stinks come out of butts. Come on now. Let's just go to all this button. Are you listening to me? Just do what God said and contend for it. Struggle against. I mean, fight for it, not against it. And because, because the next verse tells you one of the reasons why. Verse four. For there are certain men crept in unawares who were before of old ordained to this condemnation. Ungodly men turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord God and our Lord and Savior, Lord Jesus Christ. Because there are men, or in those men carry thoughts. Sometimes it's not always a man. Sometimes it could just be a thought that we already have. But it'll creep in unaware. God will give you a word. You'll be excited about it. You'll even begin to start acting upon it. But then it'll creep in unaware. That phrase unaware means to settle in alongside. Settle in alongside. Which means that it'll come and settle in alongside and be there so that no matter what goes on, that thought's going to be there. But if we hold fast to the word of God, it will get rid of that, help us get rid of that thought. That settle in alongside. Because God gives you a thought, Satan puts a thought right alongside it. So everywhere that thought goes, that thought is there to be able to badger it and tell it it can't have it. But if you hold fast to what God has to say, you can get rid of that thinking to the point that the only thing in that's left is I can have what God said I can have. Turn over to 1 Timothy chapter 6. 1 Timothy chapter 6. Because there are thoughts that come in and just will fight you. I mean, fight you. Fight your ability. Because see, Satan don't want you to step into this world that God has in store for you. Ask me why. Because for watching you. And when they see the effect of you doing what God has to say, they've been laughing at you doing what God has to say. But when they see the effect of you doing what God has to say, God about to wipe the smile up off their face, that little smirk up off their face, and show you, no, this is the life that you want to live. Satan saying, look, I done invested too much money, too much time, too much mess in jacking your life up for you to get it turned around because you did what God said. So every time you come up with, begin to start doing what God said, stuff starts happening. But don't you worry about that because, yes, yeah, a struggle, yes, yeah, a fight. But let me tell you about that fight. First Timothy chapter 6, verse 11. But thou, O man of God, flee these things and follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art also called and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. Notice that we're, we're called to eternal life. We're called to eternal life. That word called is, also means invited. God is inviting us to a lifestyle. But you got to fight the fight of faith to get there. You got to fight the fight of faith in order to lay hold on it. Now, he says that it's not just a fight of faith, but it's a good fight. I like that. See, Paul calls the struggle the good fight of faith. Now, if there's anyone on earth that knows that we fight a fight of faith, Paul does. Did I say Paul? Peter. Peter does. Peter is, that's who is writing this, is Peter. Peter called it a good fight of faith. And if there's anybody on the face of the earth that knows it is a fight of faith, Peter does. 
because Peter was, if I could put it this way, in the New Testament, one of the first men, or let me do it this way, in Scripture, in the New Testament, he is the primary character of the uh, disciples and then apostles who we see dealing with the concept of accepting what Jesus has to say and then living according to it. We see his ups, we see his downs. We see his successes, we see his failures. Because in the New Testament, the primary character that we see trying to live this thing out initially is Peter. Later on, it shifts to Paul. But initially, Peter is the primary character. And so the, the scriptures are replete with, inf- with opportunities for us to be able to get in for gain information about this fight of faith that Peter had to fight. And then thereby showing us what possibilities sit before us and what things can face us if we do what we're supposed to do. Or if we try to do what we're supposed to do, what kind of stuff is going to come against me and you? See, his entire life with Jesus was a fight of faith. Because you got to understand, if you really, I'm talking about really, if you really walk with the Lord, I mean really, I mean if you really walk with the Lord, he will not let you remain limited. He will not let you remain in your lifestyle the way it is. He loves you just like you are, but he has so much more in store for you that he'll keep pressing you. He'll keep pulling you. He'll keep jugging you. He'll keep presenting things before you and to the point where it's every time you think you made it, he'll raise up the standard and raise up the level to a whole nother level. And you'll be like, my goodness. And so you got to remember that every time you make it to a certain level. Imagine if I was like, look at this ceiling right here. Imagine if I was to go from this floor to this. See, right now, there's all this space between me and this ceiling. I see all this possibility of growth. But if I make it to the ceiling and go through the ceiling and now I'm at the next floor, I'm now at the bottom level of that level. And every time I'm at the bottom level of that level, all the other height that's above me is opportunity for me to go higher. And every time you make it from one level to faith to one level to faith, one level to glory to one level of glory, Jesus and God, your father will applaud you for your accomplishment. But they like, now, come on, we got further to go. I don't care how far you go. He's like, you got farther to go because you still haven't made it to the full thing I have in store for you yet. And he's going to press you. And it is a fight of faith. But he told you it's a good fight. Now, I used to be in a lot of fights when I was growing up. Blessed be the name of the Lord. There's a lot of, you know, a few when I grew up. Praise God. I found out the difference between a good fight, good fight and a not so good fight. The good fight are the ones you win. The not good fights are the ones you lose. Those ain't good fights. And like, man, I had a fight last night, man. It was good. I mean, I got my lip busted, eye closed, nose jacked up. Look at me, look at me. So said, did you win? No, I got whooped from one side of the place to the next. No, see, ain't nothing good about that. Are you listening to me? Ain't nothing good about that. And that's not the, 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 the kind of concept that God has in mind for his children, getting whooped from one side of the place to the next. God wants you to do the whooping. See, the good fights, the ones you brag about, is the ones that you took somebody out. Am I the only one? Amen. So God wants you to have fight a good fight, and he, which means you're going to win this fight. So let's look at the life of Peter so we can begin to start learning some things about what he did to be able to deal with this concept and be able to then come back and tell us the fact that this is a good fight of faith. We're going to look at the life of Peter and some of the things that happened in Peter's life so that through those things we can begin to start seeing that from the outset all the way through his dealings with the Lord, it was a fight of faith. Let's start with the first one, Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 5, this is when he first met him. I mean, when Jesus first meets you, he starts pressuring you to do more and receive more. 
and to be more, to do more, to receive more, and to be more. First time he met the brother, Luke chapter 5. It says, and it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him, speaking of Jesus, to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Genesaret. So he was standing by the lake preaching this gospel. But folk was trying their best to get closer and closer to him because he was sharing with them a word that was like mind-boggling. It was like life-changing. See, the word of God is life-changing. The word of God is life-changing, which means every time that God gives you a word, he's trying to change your life. And he's not trying to make it worse. He's trying to make it better. See, a lot of people hear the word of God and they start thinking that God's trying to take something away from them. No, he's trying to get something to you. He's trying to open up your limited thinking and allow you to step into things you could never step into before. Well, there was a bunch of folk around him and they was pressing him like all on him. He like, dang, like get up off a brother. Verse two, and saw two ships standing by the lake, but the fishermen were going out of them and were washing their nets. So they over on the side washing their nets, do de do you know. Verse three. And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land. Now, I like that personally and stuff like that, because Jesus, you got to understand, Jesus is like bold. He's like bold. Can you, can you, maybe, maybe, maybe y'all ain't with me. He said, the Bible said right there that he saw two ships over there. The men was over there washing their nets. Jesus got in the boat and then, and and then pressed him. And asked him to, you know, take me out so that I can be able to do this. I don't know. Maybe, maybe your manners are different than mine. Maybe you start manners different than me. That's out of order in the natural. That's all out of order. Because you're supposed to walk over to me and ask me first. You don't get in my boat and then start asking me, are you listening to me? Because when somebody get all up in your boat, that's like kind of demanding. You hear what I'm saying? And he jumped all in my man's boat and said, hey, hey, you, hey, come on, take me out into the water. I need to preach to these people. See, right off the bat, right off the bat he's taking him past what his natural comfort level is. I don't know if I'm doing this right. See, it's one thing for somebody to call you up and say, could you take me someplace? How about this? Call you up and say, is it okay that I come over and get something to eat? Let's do that one. Call you up, say it's okay. Can I come over and get something to eat? You cooking? Did you cook? Yeah, you cooked. Okay. It's okay if I come get something to eat. See, that's one thing. But folks just be showing up all uninvited. Didn't even knock. Came through the door. You come downstairs in your, in your loungewear where you just figured you're going to chill for the day and you look up and they already in your crib. And they like, man, what took you so long? Come on. Cook something. I'm hungry. That's kind of like pressing and Jesus will press you. He'll get all up in the middle of your stuff and start asking questions later. So he went, got my man's boat, said, hey, hey, man, come on, take me out here. He's like, man, I didn't like interview for this. I didn't like even ask to be involved in this. But Jesus has this interesting way of interrupting your life, intruding all up in the middle of your life. Step all up in the middle of there and say, come on, do what I want you to do. Well, here's an opportunity now. Well, that's all the way have time for today. I hope that you are blessed by what the Word of God had to say. I hope it's inspiring you to respond to God's Word in the right way. God tells us in His Word, which is absolutely true, all the wonderful things that He wants to do for me and you. That will only happen when we respond properly to the Word God shares with me and you. So, let's do what God wants us to do 
that is respond properly to the words that he shares with me and you so that he can do in our lives everything that he promises in his word that he'll do for me and you. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. Word of Faith is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after sofa. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. So come on through. You'll be blessed if you do. I guarantee you. And to all the ladies in San Antonio and surrounding areas, we invite all of you to come out to our Blessed Women of God biannual Women's Wisdom Conference at Word of Faith that started this evening at 645. Ladies, it was all the way live. So ladies, come on and let the Lord speak to you at the Blessed Woman of God Woman's Wisdom Conference at Word of Faith SA. There'll be three sessions on Friday, 10 a.m. in the morning, 12 noon, and at 6.45 p.m. And there'll be three sessions on Saturday, beginning at 9.30 a.m. with the Blessed Woman of God Breakfast and all-you-can-eat breakfast prepared by the Brothers of Word of Faith just for you ladies. And there'll be another session at 12.30 p.m. And the closing session will be Saturday evening at 645. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. Child care and VIP transportation service are provided at all the sessions at no charge. So come on through and bring some other sisters with you when you do. You'll be so glad you did, and they will too. All of you will be blessed at the Blessed Women of God's Women's Wisdom Conference at Word of Faith SA. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.